Are you ready to embrace your own expertise when it comes to your health and well-being? Welcome to the Personal Wellness Reimagined Podcast, a show about understanding the challenges we face and digging deeper to learn from them. This is a safe space to unlearn habits that don't serve you and to empower yourself by embracing the changes that work for your unique life. I'm Lauren Leitner, a certified health and wellness coach, and I'm going to help you learn how to let go of only focusing on the outcome and appreciate where you are now so you can get where you want to be. Let's get started. Welcome. This is the fourth part of this five-part series of Unleashing the Power of Creating Small Goals. This is about what is the missing piece to creating goals that will last. I really hope that you are getting something out of this series and just seeing this process in a new way because there's a lot of untapped pieces to this that I find that we don't talk about and especially this last part in part three about this need for external validation. I highly recommend listening to that episode. If you haven't, I will link it to the show notes because I think this is a huge piece to identifying what is important for you rather than other people. So listen to that episode, but this week we are talking emotional eating and food craving. So we are specifically coming around and speaking of food and our relationship and uh, just diving in a little bit about this because when you're a chronic dieter, we just oftentimes, well, I would like to know anybody who's listening to this that has never had an emotional eating episode, which means you go to the refrigerator, you go to the cabinet, you grab something, you're sitting down, you're not hungry, but you're not thinking about anything. And like 30 minutes later, an hour later, you're looked down, you're like, what did I just do? And then you don't feel good and now you're starting to feel bad about yourself and feeling more shame and guilt around it. Ultimately, it wasn't that pleasant of an experience. So we're gonna tap into that and know that, you know, when stress hits, we tend to desire something that gives us comfort. But today, I'm gonna reword this a little bit. If we really think about it, are you comfortable after having an emotional eating episode and do you feel good afterwards or the next day because i know for myself i am so sensitive the next day like my digestion is off i just don't feel right all day and i just knew what i had done to my body and so i'm gonna call it uncomfortable eating and if we associate it with that maybe we will start moving away from that because is it really comfort food? Is it really comfort eating? My takeaway from my personal experience is it is not. So I'm gonna address it as uncomfortable eating today. With all these episodes, I'm just giving you three tips to start practicing, playing with the idea of where do we go from here? 
and when it comes to emotional eating or food cravings really it's about not being present because if we sit down and we're emotionally charged and eating and not thinking about anything and then 30 minutes later we're like what did we just do it means we weren't grounded we didn't make a conscious decision we didn't give ourselves permission to do anything we just did it without thinking and now we're paying the price in this discomfort part of this doesn't make it easy to stick with goals because we're not being intentional and when it comes to goals that is all about intent one of the first pieces that we're going to talk about today is mindful eating and when we practice mindful eating it's about building awareness and tuning into your emotions when are you just finding that you have more cravings or eating without thinking about it are you truly hungry there is a difference between emotional hunger and a physical hunger and when we are mindfully eating that involves paying attention to our senses and you know the taste of the food the texture the aroma and again i don't think that these are things that i was ever taught but you start to appreciate your food more and certainly then you enjoy it more then you have a moment that there's no judgment i just made a decision i'm using this as an experience rather than to replace something when we're mindful we have to recognize what emotional triggers for eating and then we're going to talk about in this next part is finding healthier ways to cope with our emotions. It's easier to not deal with it, especially if they're deep wounds that we haven't uh, touched on yet. And with that, that could be really painful and that we can carry in our body and can carry in our digestion, we can carry in the way we treat others and the way uh, we are allowing others to treat us. It is deep-seated. So this is no small task here. So that brings me to the second piece of this is, you know, understanding how to regulate our emotions and finding techniques to do that. And in order for us to do that, we have to develop, that takes practice, different ways to cope with our emotions we have to understand what our emotions are before we can do that so if it has been habitual that we turn to food for quote-unquote comfort then if we're thinking of it now as uncomfortable discomfort then recognizing that that might not be our go-to maybe we can try some other ways to finally link our emotions without turning to food so what are some of those ways it could be deep breathing it could be meditation yoga journaling or doing a crossword puzzle or a puzzle or going for a walk like anything that gets your mind away from food there are other activities and eating food is only an activity so if we start to replace it with other things and practice that, that can provide us a healthier outlook, outlet for, that can provide us a healthier outlet for stress, 
for depression, for anxiety, any other emotions that might be triggering this kind of emotional eating. I find lists super helpful. And if you can start to have a list, maybe put it on your refrigerator so that it is a reminder and keep adding to it. What else can I do? Whether it's go knock on your neighbor's door or call somebody, connect with somebody. There are so many things to do. Going on a bike ride and just doing a little stretch session. Anything that you can just give yourself time to practice and these are just ways that you can start to disassociate the emotion and the attachment to food and food cravings and really figure out what this relationship is and ultimately this is how we build a better relationship around food because when you pull that part away you are now when you eat we come back to this intentionality because I am gonna go eat because I'm now hungry, I enjoy it, I just made myself something or I just went out, I'm gonna treat myself to something and it becomes this idea of permission and allowing yourself something rather than totally unattached from the experience. And so eating can be a beautiful experience if we give it time and permission to do so, if we're appreciating it. The last thing is intuitive eating, which is a little different. It's also about building awareness. It's also about really listening. What is your body telling you? Our bodies are super smart. Let's not deny that. They give us the cues we need for hunger, for fullness, and how can we honor that in ourselves, finding foods that you can enjoy without judgment. I know that, you know, I learned that I am hungrier in the morning because I work out super early and after I eat something, I'm always craving something sweet so I just have berries but I just want something cold and so I'm just discovering that in myself. But also think about when it comes to being intuitive that seasons matter. So you might notice your mood changes during different seasons or you know how hot it is. So listening to your body telling you, I need something cold, I need something hot, I need something salty, I need something sweet. Honoring that without any judgment because your body is smart. I mean, there's a reason why when we, if you get sick that People crave soup. There is something in, you know, that saltiness and the medicinal aspect of it that your body is telling you, I want this. And so you allow yourself when you're sick, but we're not doing that on a day-to-day basis. So this is really important of rejecting that diet mentality and developing this beautiful positive relationship with food when we start to honor our natural cues. When we're a chronic dieter, we have to learn these intuitive eating principles and slowly implement them into our eating habits. This is not a one and done. This is the end of 
you know, quick fixes and satisfaction guaranteed. We are a learning tool. We have to discover things in ourselves. And because we change these kinds of cravings every day, we have to listen to that to make this change and have a different relationship. When you are focusing on your internal cues rather than the external cues, that is the emotional piece, then you can come back and find this balance relationship with food and reduce relying on emotional eating. When we're practicing different things like mindful eating, we're just finding different ways to appreciate food. This is a really good step to have a better relationship with food. And then also really finding these different techniques that regulate your emotions. So understanding your emotions is step one. And then trying to do something different instead of going straight to eating. What else can you do to overcome emotional eating and turning to food? yoga, meditation, journaling. Journaling is a great way. Walking is so lovely without any music or listening to something that motivates you can be really peaceful and healing. And then building this intuition around eating. And that really is understanding the cues of your body and knowing that it's not lying. It's telling you exactly what it needs. You just have to honor that. And all of this comes from time, from patience, for practice. When this happens with emotions, it might be time to seek professional help. I am not a therapist, but there is no shame in finding somebody or a community that can be there with you knowing that you don't have to do this alone. It's why I created a membership. I'd love to have you when we open up in the fall. What a great way to just support each other's energy without any judgment. Hop on the wait list. Would love to see you there. And as always, I wish you such a great week and we'll be back for the fifth and final chapter in this series of goal setting and just exploring this missing piece a little different so have a great week thank you for listening to the personal wellness reimagined podcast also known as pwr so you never forget that it's never too late to take your power back in your own hands to get support as you start your own health and wellness journey head to laurenleitner.com And remember, anything and everything is possible. This is about moving forward and together, that's what we'll do. See you next time.